and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. I am once again at home uh, in my recording space. You probably hear him uh, walking his way around. My fuzzy co-host Slade is here with me so we can record a little bit uh, more of uh, mindset work for you for this week and however many more to come that it takes you to listen to this. And as I sit here today, it is March the 16th, 2021. It has been one year since uh, my martial arts school, uh, along with all the gyms in New York State, were forced to to close by order of the governor uh, because of COVID. So to me, this is like the real, I don't want to say official start, but this is to me when COVID really started to, to hit its biggest, when we started to close down everything, right? when schools got locked down, when everything else went down. It all started, to me, one year ago today. This was the biggest day. This was the most significant day. This was the day that affected all the rest. This is where it became a real thing. So, to that end, I wanted to kind of do a, a, a retrospective on this year as I sit here and talk this week. It just feels right on today's date. You know, I'm not going to try and pretend that uh, somehow I made it through unscathed or better than everybody else or that it didn't affect me. Of course, this year was very hard on me, on my family, um, on a lot of us. And it, it just so happened that as uh, as the world got this going on, I had several other dominoes fall in my life. You know, more private things that I'd prefer to keep to myself and uh, to those who, who need to know about them. And um, so this this year has just been kind of terrible all around. So uh, instead of focusing on the terrible, what I want to do is I want to look at how much stronger we've made it through and I'm going to, I'm going to mainly focus on myself because as much as I've seen it from other people and I can relate some of the things I'm going to talk about to other people and I will, obviously mine is the story that I know the best. And, um, when it comes to it, uh, my, you know, my family story is the story I know the best. There will certainly be other people, like I said, that I'll get to, but without, without a doubt, mine will be the one I focus on. So really, really what I want to look at is all of the positives, all of the, the things that grew out of this negative. Um, <laughs> the best analogy I can kind of think about is, as silly as it is to say, I want you to think about the fact uh, that most fertilizer is manure, and we know what manure is made of, uh, and still all sorts of stuff grows out of that, that, that manure fertilizer. Well... I want you to think about all the things that grew out of the manure that uh, this year was. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is something that we kind of innovated in Tiger Shulman's. It became a thing very quickly. I mean, I, the government, the governor's order uh, in New York, it was given at 11 a.m. Um, by 6 o'clock that night, I was teaching class on Zoom. And I continue to teach class on Zoom even now. 
Uh, it got to the point where we were doing a full schedule of classes on Zoom. And uh, it's become a new tool in my toolbox, in our toolbox. Uh, there have always been those who either, you know, had a hard time getting to class or, you know, maybe someone just wanted to be courteous and didn't want to come to class because they had a cold and they didn't want to be around other people. They didn't feel right, you know, being, being in that space with somebody else. And this gave people the freedom to do it. Or, you know, just that stupid thing that happens where, you know, they got stuck at work a little late and then they hit a few too many traffic lights and, you know, they didn't have the time to get home, get their stuff, eat, whatever, and then turn around and come back to the school. But they did have time to do enough of that to be able to get in front of their laptop and get some space and then be able to get class via Zoom. So we've created this whole other opportunity. I, you know, I had one of my students just last week who uh, went to visit, I believe it was his grandparents or his uncle's house out in Pennsylvania. And he was out there skiing, or maybe it was Vermont, but either way, he was out skiing and he was taking Zoom classes in the living room of the house in whatever ski country he was in. He was taking those classes on Zoom. He had his uncle holding, uh, I think it was dad too, was holding his, a pillow for him so he could use it like a punching bag. He did miss the pillow one time very comically, but I digress. Uh, so it's created a whole new way to train. And it's awesome. It's really awesome. It's a, you know, there's always going to be the energy that comes from being in the room, in the group. That always will exist. But having this tool in the toolbox is incredibly powerful. Very versatile. It's very, it's awesome. So, to me, that's one thing that's grown out of the manure of this year, is having this tool in the toolbox. I don't know if these classes will ever go away. There's a, there's a strong possibility that these classes are going to stay for a very long time. You know, I had a young lady who her family was moving to the other end of Long Island. And, you know, they were probably going to transfer to, them to another Tiger Shulman's out there. And they get to stay with me a little longer because the daughter can still take class with me. Even now that she's on the other end of Long Island. Sure, they're doing it on Zoom, but why not? Then, so that's the, the first thing that grew out of this year. The second thing, and again, it's one of those things that how did I never think about this before? Well, I never, I never had to. And necessity is, is, is the, uh, the mother of creation, right? So, the next thing that I never really had to think about before, but now I did, is when I was finally able to reopen and I had to limit capacity in the building. I couldn't bring parents into the building because of how limited the capacity was. Not because uh, that with the kids on the mat and the parents, I was definitely going to, uh, I was definitely going to exceed capacity. I probably could have made do open open the lobby partially but that's the thing when I had to open it partially and when I had to pick and choose the parents I brought in so it was much simpler just to keep parents out so I had to make a way for them to still be able to be involved in the class lobby camera became a thing so I have a webcam now that the parents are able I'm able to, to have them create an account and on their phone from anywhere in the world the parents can view the cameras or at least this one camera that I share with them. And as a result, I now have this wonderful thing 
that I didn't used to have. Where now, if one of the parents is stuck at work and they want to be able to watch their kid a little bit, they can tune in and watch their kid. They can watch 10, 15 minutes of the whole class from the whole other end of the world. I've had parents that were away on business trips and were watching their kids on the camera, which I think is just such a cool innovation. You know, I had it where kids were getting promoted, they were getting their belt, and one of the parents couldn't be there, or grandma or grandpa couldn't be there. So the parents shared the login information, and they let grandma and grandpa watch the kid get their belt via the camera. Again, just another cool thing that just it created another opportunity. Again, something that was necessity led to its invention. Another simple system that made things that much better for the in-school experience and obviously the out-of-school experience. Just, again, another tool. I mean, I, I think back over my martial arts training. How awesome would it have been for my dad to be able, as a CPA in the middle of tax season, to be able to log in and, and see me right on his phone? He wouldn't, even, he wouldn't have had to stress that he was missing things because he was stuck at work late. Again, I just think it's such a cool thing that we've kind of been forced to do. And I look at some of the other things that have come from this as well. And it's not as though my students weren't always very close or felt like a family um, where they communicated a whole heck of a lot. But I feel like their ability to communicate and how much they've communicated through social media, uh, through group chats and so forth, I feel like it's only gone up. I feel like the community has only gotten closer because whenever you go through things with somebody, you're forced to get closer to them. You don't really have a choice. I mean, if you think about it, look at one of the most devastating emotional things that we have, loss. When you lose a loved one, if you go through that with somebody, man, Nothing brings you closer than that. Now, on this subject, I mean, it feels appropriate to talk about it. Yesterday, March the 15th, was my sensei's birthday. Now, my sensei, uh, Sensei Dunin, passed away uh, 11 years ago, almost. Uh, and it was right after I met my wife, right after we started dating. And um, as a result, like going through that experience with her, not that we weren't... Uh, already very close and not that things weren't all already the handwriting was already on the wall in the relationship so to speak but going through that experience with her so early on in our relationship less than a year into being together going through that major loss was tremendous i think it just brought us even closer than we already were and it cemented to me things i already knew about her and our relationship uh, why because when you go through something that trying with somebody it forces you to get closer. Well, this year has been plenty trying. And because so many of my students have gone through, through it together, I think it's just pulled them in even tighter to each other. I think those relationships, those bonds got even better. But I have to look at some of the other things in my life that I'm sure other people experience as well. Not even just in my school. You know, There's plenty in my school that I can point to and say, you know, this is better, and this is better, and this is better. You know, just even simple ways that I'm using technology now 
that I wasn't in the past. Sure, all of those things are definitely, without a doubt, improvements over what I was doing before. And they were created out of it, out of necessity. But I have to look at my personal life a little bit too. And I'll share some of those things with you guys because I think it's very reflective of everybody else's life as well. In other words, things like this. I have, you guys know I love my dogs. You know Slade is my furry co-host. I never walked them more than I have in the past 365 days. There has never been a year where I walked them more. Because when I was committed to this house, I was going crazy. <laughs> I was losing my mind. And it became a thing where every day I had to do something to get out of the house. I would tell my wife, you know, I love you, but I need to see other human beings besides you. <laughs> so just get in the mountain and walk in them for miles. They, as a result, they've never been better behaved than their leash. They've never known their on-leash commands better than because I spent time with them, working on these things, so on and so forth. The way, uh, you know, just the time spent with them, the quality time spent with them, what that's done for me, what that's done for them, the comfort that I was able to draw from that relationship, and the even tighter bond that we have now because of all that. It's wonderful. Wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have been committed to the house for the time that I was. Next thing that, that, that I think about. I had a bike. I hadn't really ridden, ridden it very much. When I first got it, I got it. I rode it a couple of times. I think I rode it a couple of times the year after. I was riding it almost every day. When we were locked down, almost every day, I was putting in miles on that bike. And because I was putting miles in on the bike, I explored parts of my town that I had never explored before. Simply because I hadn't had the opportunity. I hadn't had the reason or the motivation. There was no reason for me to go you know, down south of Main Street and go through all these little streets and so forth. I hadn't had the opportunity. I hadn't had the reason. Well, now I had both. The opportunity and the reason. I was, if I was exploring, I wasn't in the house. It was bike riding, so it was safe enough. I was away from people. It was no big deal. It was great exercise. I felt great about it. And I got great use out of that tool. I finally used that bike to as much as I felt like it should have been used. And I thought that was another great positive for me anyway. Of course, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about my relationship. I don't want to get gushy and let you guys think that's what I really wanted to talk about. But of course, going through this trial with my wife was, of course, brought us closer. We were forced to do things that, uh, that we didn't normally do. We spent more time around each other than we normally did. That's one thing that we've said for years. You know, we work opposite schedules. She works a very standard type type job, working very standard type hours. And obviously, as a martial arts instructor, my hours are opposite because I am servicing the public after they get out of work and after kids get out of school. So as a result, we don't see 
that very, we don't see hours of each other every single week. It's not like a typical couple where both people get home at the exact same time and those people spend all those hours together. They're only apart for those, you know, eight to 10 hours of work. Our, our relationship is not like that. Instead, we typically spend a lot more time apart than we do together. And this year we were forced to spend more time together. And I survived. She didn't snap and kill me. <laughs> but on top of that, we found ourselves telling stories, talking about things that we had never talked about in all our years together because there was time to kill. There was time to fill. There was connection to be had. She actually looked at me last night as, as I was realizing what today's date was going to be. She said to me, she goes, I've been so spoiled this year with how much time I got to spend with you. And certainly the truth. But I also look at the level of appreciation that this year has given me for everything that I have. Uh, when I say that, I, I don't mean that in a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? I, I don't mean that in a materialistic sense. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm look, I mean that more in a relationship sense. I mean that more in a network sense. I mean that more in a family sense. I'm thankful for all those things now. To have all those people to lean on. You know, you don't necessarily appreciate those things until you're forced to use them. You know, Tiger Shawlands is an organization. I feel like we responded to the lockdowns very well. I feel like as a company, we innovated something in terms of these Zoom classes um, and the way that we put them out and the way that we did them how organized it was, the way we all came together. And you don't really appreciate something like that until you're forced to use it. The same with my network of all the local Tiger Shulman instructors and how we all came together as a team, how we leaned on each other's skills, how you know we knew who was best at what, and we leaned on each other for that. And then I look at things like my family, like how thankful I am you know, to have all the people that I do in my life. Well, you know, all my family to, there to be supportive, to lean on when I needed to. Uh, just simple things like having people send you a text message and ask how you're holding up. Sometimes you forget that not everybody has that. So as I'm getting ready to draw things to a close here, what I want you to do as you're listening to this is I want you to look at this last year and I want you to ask yourself what you've learned. What's better in your life? What good grew out of the manure that was the past year for you? I told you my stuff and I could tell you more, but some of it's private and some of it isn't all that important in the general scheme of things and nor is it necessarily as relatable. But either way, I got the conversation started and I want you to continue the thought process with yourself. I want you to think about how you're better off now. In what ways are you better off now than you were a year ago? Listen, are all things back to how they want to be and are they all ideal at this point? Of course not. That'd be a silly thing to say. They're definitely not. But I'm sure we can all find some greenery amongst all this manure. So, what grew out of your year? That's what I ask you. 
that's all I have for you guys today. As always, please make sure you guys rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. Make sure you subscribe so you get new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, Also, please make sure you share the podcast. It just means a lot to me if you guys do that. Uh, As we're drawing things to a close, remember, uh, as always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. I got an email from somebody last week who listened to it on here. Thank you. Uh, You can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. I am at TSMMA underscore, excuse me, I am at Sensei underscore Leonelli, pardon me. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school on Twitter and Instagram at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Find us online at tsksmithtown.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And until next time, I'll see you guys on the mat.